1: What was that? I didn't catch it. You've got 63. Reapers, go to the Google. Hold on, I can't hear you. Really? Go to the Google. I heard that. And look up Eric Schneiderman, E-R-I-C. Here we go. S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R-M-A-N, the uh, now resigned New York Attorney General. I just want to know if he's married and has a family. I forgot to look that up. Hmm. So just get that for me quick. You know, uh, Matt and, yep. and Chris, yep. hi, how are
2: you? Hey, how are you? Uh, you
1: know, uh, along with the moral and ethical decline we're witnessing, isn't it, is is? I mean, yeah. tremendous examples of hypocrisy everywhere you look. <sighs> how about this clown, Schneiderman? Um, he was
3: married. Yeah. Uh, and now divorced to Jennifer. I see. Uh, I. Can't tell if they had children or not, according to his Wikipedia. Well, he page. was the
1: guy the Democrats were counting on to bring down the Trumpster. Ah. Okay. Trump looks like a Boy Scout compared to this guy. <laughs> Democrat uh
3: Attorney General of New York. Uh he was born to a Jewish family in New York, um, attended Amherst, blah blah blah. That's all that's all I can see. Hmm.
1: The New Yorker magazine, which I'm canceling because of that article where the guy complained about uh, a Chick-fil-A moving into town and how, could, right. how could that possibly right. be. Uh, but they're as left as you're going to find. They, they're breaking this story of the women who are reporting Schneiderman's behavior. Oof. Choking, spitting, keeping them as slaves. This is the guy that was leading the Me Too movement? Right. Nope. The New Yorker reported on four women's claims that Schneiderman had repeatedly hit them, threatened them, and demeaned them. The graphic accusations include that he choked a former girlfriend, controlled what she ate, and left her emotionally battered, and demanded that another girlfriend, who was born in Sri Lanka and who Schneiderman referred to as his brown slave, oh. call him master. Uh-oh. You cannot be a champion of women when you are hitting them and choking them in bed and saying to them, you are a bleeping whore, Michelle Manning Bearish, one of the women speaking out, told the New Yorker. His hypocrisy is epic, she said. He fooled a lot of people. This is a man who has staked his entire career, his personal narrative on being a champion for women publicly, but he abuses them privately, Tanya Silveratnam told the, uh, the New Yorker. He needs to be called out. Uh, Is he he claiming that it was consensual? Well, he's saying in the privacy of intimate relationships, I have engaged in role playing and other consensual uh, consensual sexual activity. I have not assaulted anyone. I have never engaged in non-consensual sex, which is a line I would not cross, Schneiderman said. But within three hours of the article being published uh, last night, Schneiderman, Schneiderman announced he would step down as attorney general at the end of the day today.
4: Yeah, and if the ladies are saying it was not consensual, it was
1: not. A sixty-three-year-old progressive Democrat.
4: Ah, wait, mm-hmm. then it's okay. Then all, all is forgiven. Believe so me, progressive. Hypocrisy.
1: There's enough of this to go around on both sides. I wish we could pin it on progressive Democrats, but there's poor behavior everywhere you look. This is, but this is this is a doozy for hypocrisy, though. Right. He's the one who sued Harvey Weinstein. Mm. While these allegations are unrelated to my professional conduct or the operations of the office, they will effectively prevent me from leading the office's work at this time. He said, unrelated to your yeah, if you conduct, you moron, they're completely related to your conduct because you're claiming you're the champion of women. Two of the women spoke to the New Yorker on record alleging that Schneiderman repeatedly hit them, often after drinking, frequently in, the, in bed and never with their consent. Both say they sought medical attention after having been slapped hard across the ear and face and also choked. Well, what is wrong with them? The article was co-written by Ronan Farrow, who last month shared the Pulitzer Prize for public service with the New York Times for reporting on the Harvey Weinstein scandal and sexual harassment. The New Yorker said none of the women classified the behavior as consensual. It wasn't consensual, consensual. this wasn't sexual play acting, this was abusive, demeaning, and threatening behavior. Uh, Tanya Solveritnam, a Harvard-educated author, actor, and film producer, told the magazine. The Sri Lankan-born woman, that must be Tanya, said Schneiderman, whom she dated in 2016-17, called her his brown slave, spat at her, and choked her. He was cutting off my ability to breathe, she said, accusing Schneiderman of drinking heavily, taking sedatives and pressing her to drink, too, saying, drink your bourbon, turnip. Ooh. We could barely have sex without him beating me, she said, at, at, which you, at this point, you have to say, why in the hell were you there then? I mean, at some point, why well, are you was- educated? Why what do you? Uh, you don't have enough sense to just say you're a nutcase. I'm out of here. Yeah, but you don't know what he's doing. If he was restraining them, Mm -hmm.
4: he just sounds like a really bad guy. Mm -hmm. Guy that needs to go away.
1: Mm -hmm. Everywhere I look. Everywhere I look. Center's not holding. Who's on the contest line? What's Reavers doing? He's on it. Is he on his Facebook page? No, he's on the phone right now. Twins won again last night.
4: Turning it around, we're 14-17, uh, and 17 closing it. Remember they were 10? We're not a we, Matt. You're yeah. not on the team. Minis- look at this. Minnesota. All right. What's today's you score?
1: Uh, you're not you at one. Land.
4: Hey, look at this. Minnesota. Jeez.
1: I can't. So, yeah. I can't see. Right that, I got it. Right here I don't want to see. My left nipple. This is my left nipple. See I don't want to see it? any of your exposed body parts. It's a lot of hair. Really I know. Thank is. you. Uh, one one bottom
3: three runner on second one out. Hmm. That uh, that kid Romero is a pitcher. Boy, he's something. Boy, huh?
1: he's got promise, doesn't well, he?
3: And that's what's somewhat encouraging too. You got a kid like him. You got a kid like Barrios. You, it, you've got something going here. So the season is not a lost cause by any means. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the mayor of St. Paul wants to establish a fund uh, for 50 bucks for every kid in the city. See that? Uh, nope.
4: Let's say Well,
1: in theory, this is all privately funded. I, I, would, I would hope that the, the, uh, the uh, elites and do-gooders who voted for Melvin Carter, you should be the first to pony up and write your checks. But here's the problem. Uh, It's for for, uh, college funds. And there's a 30-member task force chaired by Ann Mulholland, Vice President of Community Impact at the St. Paul and Minnesota Community Foundations, and Nicole Beckstrand, President of Sunrise Bank. Rebecca Noker, a St. Paul City Council member, will serve as a member. The task force will handle community engagement, setting up the program, and will offer funding and implementation recommendations. Okay, so you want to establish a $50 savings account for each kid in St. Paul. Who's going to administer it? What will the administration cost be? Because it seems to me uh, your your banks are offering no interest. There's no reward for saving cash in a bank. It just sits there, and all you can claim about it is you're not losing it. So what, 15 years from now, you're going to get $52.04? But here's part of the problem. If you are a... Just a minute, Rat. Senator John Marty? Hi, hey, Joe. I'm wondering why you find it offensive to have In God We Trust on the money you carry around
2: sure okay it was a lot longer story they used a few a few second clip and so i had a chance to debate on fox and friends yesterday okay um and and the whole point is i don't find the motto offensive i find the motto the fact that government sanctioned religious motto is being used on all americans regardless of their religious beliefs or lack of beliefs and everything else i just kind of think that it's not the role of government to be stepping in and telling people how and what to think i think that's the role of churches and families and others, not the role of government.
1: Yeah, but that's the way the founders founded the country. This goes back 200 or, or no, more the, years. The motto,
2: the the motto was "E pluribus unum," the unofficial motto until the 1950s is when they put the "In God We Trust" in. It was part of the um, it was 1950s era. They decided to put this in place. That's not since the nation's founders. Um, I mean the nation's founders talked about Thomas Jefferson talked about a wall of separation between church and state. And I that, think that,
1: yeah, he did. And and he was joined by other founders in agreeing that our rights are inalienable and do not come from the government or other men. That's
2: exactly right. Which yeah. is why I don't want the government interfering in any way, shape or form, including sanctioning certain things. You know, I came home from church on Sunday morning to get the most vile offensive obscene phone call telling me how I hated religion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I come home from church, I mean, this is kind of ironic, come home from church to be told I hate religion. And most vile, obscene thing, Dan Hall, the author of the bill, the good guy, he's um, authored the bill, he said he thinks that this will help promote respect and and unify people. And I'm thinking, well, the people who sent me all the nasty emails and so on, uh, they didn't get the message because right. it wasn't what you'd call unifying nor was it, was it called respectful. Right. Uh, Um, And so I kind of think that, you know, this one, I spoke against it because, against putting this in the schools because of the fact that, you know, 20-some percent, according to Senator Hall, 20-some percent of the public doesn't believe in any God. Mm -hmm. And it's not very respectful or welcoming to them, but also on behalf of the other 79% of us who do believe in God, many of whom have different names and different terminology and different beliefs, different religions, Um, but many of us don't like. I don't think it's, it doesn't strengthen my religious beliefs to have government telling us that. And I just think the more government is involved in that, the more trouble it is. Scandinavian countries, all of them have an official state church. And, uh, you, you know, everybody's born into it. Everybody's a member of the church. Nobody goes to it, but they're all members of it. And that doesn't, that's not good for religion. It's not good for the public well-being. And it's certainly not welcoming or respectful of others.
1: Thank you for getting back to us, and I just want to tell you, if you ever get terribly offended, give me the money, and I'll make sure it gets to a charity. Hey, I'm,
2: I'm not offended, I, that's a good line, Joe. But, but no, my point is, you know, I just think that government should butt out of stuff like this, and, and I think you often st- against government stuff, too. And so I think this is a much more conservative position to say government shouldn't be telling us what to think and how to think and what we should believe.
1: All right, Senator, Thanks thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hey, at least he got back to us. You yeah. know what? A lot of them don't. He just did. So thank uh, you.
4: Hats off. Kudos.
5: <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. The 8th News fine. Joe Succeeds.
2: right.
1: Now, Senator Dan Hall is joining us. Hi, Dan. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Let me place uh, John Marty's call into context. He called just before the break. And what John was referring to was uh, I noted uh, yesterday your uh, amendment to put in God we trust in schools uh, in some sort of poster form. Right. And, and Marty and Dibble, Scott Dibble, were uh, among those uh, quoted by a Fox News report that they found that offensive. And what, what particularly amused me about Marty was that he said he found in God we trust on his money offensive. But in fairness <laughs> to Marty, what he wanted to clarify is that... That was a remark from a much longer paragraph, which got edited. And what he meant is overall, ideologically, he wants the government out of the religious business. So I, I, th- I don't think I'm misrepresenting Marty now. And uh, tell us about your amendment.
5: Well, the amendment's really simple. It uh, allows schools to put up uh, a sign, if they can get the community to pay for it, or if the community wants to give them a sign, to put it up someplace in a school, And it is our national motto, In God We Trust. It's pretty much that simple. Uh, I don't really, and never expected this kind of controversy over it, uh, because we are a religious nation. It doesn't specify which religion. It says God, which is uh, the universal English uh, word for, you know, any kind of God you want out there. So my premise to do it, though, was simple that I've seen over the years a lot of disrespect in a lot of different areas that when I grew up, there wasn't that you respected your elders, your teachers, you respected the police. Now there's always outliers uh, with all of those groups. Uh, You respect politicians, but these days, um, the kids are, are really having a hard time with respect from my point of view. And so this was just a small little thing that we said, you know what? These are some historical things we need our kids to understand and see and remember this is part of our heritage of who we are i mean my goodness it's on all of our money nobody's i I haven't heard anybody complaining necessarily about that so to me it was uh garage logic i actually went to my guys at my garage uh, marley's auto in savage or burnsville there and and i asked them what they thought of it well This is common sense. My goodness. That's a great idea. Wait, Pat Royce was there? No. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure Pat was. Two things.
1: (laughs) Two things. that It does not at all surprise me that it's controversial. And number two, I don't think you're going to get very far with it.
5: Well, well, we'll see. I'm uh, I mean, I personally
1: them. don't think it's controversial, but in today's climate in this culture, it does not surprise me that such an amendment offered by a guy would be seen as controversial.
5: Isn't that too bad? Yeah, it is. It is, but that yeah. but
1: that does not surprise me.
5: No. Yeah. yeah, well, uh you know, there's a lot of things that have happened here at the Capitol. One of the things we we, uh, for Until the Republicans took over, we couldn't pray in Jesus' name here. You can pray any other name, but mm-hmm. not Jesus. So we told chaplains that came here, you pray in the tradition of your faith, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And I, that was really controversial, which, again, surprised me, because I thought we had freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those things are changing. And I think uh, the pendulum has gone too far one way, and the common sense people are coming going, hey, let's get back to the basics and uh, and respecting all people.
1: That's a tough, uh, that's going to be a tough uh, row to hoe, but uh, good luck. I, I'll be watching this. Uh, you and I both uh, are a little amazed that it has become a big story because it's not even being covered locally. Yeah, isn't that strange? I haven't seen anything I in the St. Paul that. or Minneapolis papers. Yeah, well, this I, all stemmed from you being on Fox and Friends on Sunday, right?
5: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, yeah. Dan. Thank you. Hey, Joe. Yeah. When are we going to do the thirty-five E practice freeway? What do you want to do with it? <laughs> you know what we want to do with it up the speed on. Yeah, it.
1: see, you're one of these self-suburban legislators that are trying to ruin the fun. I have get to ninety-four.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Joe. Take but, it easy. Thank you. All yeah. Bye. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, Dan, Dan wanted to. Uh, up the speed limit on the practice freeway. Well, we're also going to have to do our research on, on what
4: Senator Marty stated because uh, Parker had sent an email in. The senator that just was on, which was John Marty, said, In God We Trust didn't show up on money until the
1: 50s is incorrect. I'm no, looking I think he's thinking of the words uh, God showed up in the Pledge of Allegiance in the 50s. I think
4: that might be it because he said, I'm looking at a 1939 wheat penny that's in my center console that says, In God We Trust, right above
3: Abe's head. Could it have been just the coin and not the bill, perhaps? Regardless, okay, that's 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 still currency. That's still
1: currency. In God We Trust, all others pay cash. (laughs) That's a good line. In God We Trust is merely a, a, a reference to the ideals of the founding fathers, who in fact trusted in a higher being. And we're essentially saying we are not fit as mere mortals here to determine various inalienable rights of people to be free and pursue their happiness and what have you. That that comes that doesn't come from us. We got a higher power. And, and how long it's been on money, I have no idea. But I, I think we got this cleared up. Marty was a good cat for calling us back.
4: And he you know he's a soft spoken I've seen him know, in places. He's a I nice know, individual.
1: I know, I know. He just messed I, I, up think, with politics. I think he's sincere when he says, Look, I'm not offended by the words on my money what offends him is the idea of government intrusion and you know you you have to admit the irony of the of him getting all the hate calls when he comes home from
4: right and and nobody should (laughs) nobody no conservative or or somebody that disagrees should leave a vile message yeah just be again that's part of what we need to the social contract Engaging. do we we're not gonna have enough show today we're already a minute over for Johnny What, well, do you have I mean. height available? Yeah, he's waiting <laughs> at the window.
1: JoeStore.com One, two, three! <laughs> Commencing garage logic segment
6: number
5: three. you
1: see where his house is for sale? Turks and Caicos? The island, yeah. Got his yeah. own island. Prince had a nice uh, mansion down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got an island for sale. Let's take G.L. on the road. The opener at Turks and Caicos. <laughs> <laughs> could open it there in January.
4: And r- out rowing in his little dinghy is Ingy. Here he comes. He <laughs> rolls
1: down uh, the helmet. river. <laughs>
0: Here's John height Thanks, Joe. Light rain and 63 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury in downtown Duluth. Twins Cardinals playing in St. Louis this afternoon. Game two of a two-game series. Twins won the opener last night. Right now, it's 2-1 to Twins in the middle of the fourth inning. Jacob DeRizi on the mound for the Twins. Eddie Rosario's
3: got two more hits,
0: by two the way. Two for two, yeah. They're going to have to give him a big
3: contract, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm.
1: I, it won't bother me if I never see Sanoa again. You know, it. it is interesting that when he
3: got injured last year, they went on a significant run to yep. end the season. And their resurgence has been because <laughs> he hasn't been with the club.
1: Because well, he's not falling down trying to field a ground ball.
3: Well,
0: and that, again, that just goes back to you You can't play third base at 300 pounds. No. You just can't do it. No. Gophers coach Richard Petino nabbed his second guard on the transfer market this spring. They announced last night Pittsburgh's Marcus Carr has committed to the Gophers. Carr is a 6'2", 185-pound native of Toronto. Uh, he averaged 10 points and 4 assists per game for the Panthers as a freshman last year. Pitino now has used two of his three open scholarships for next season. News notes from today. As thought, President Trump in the past half hour announced the U.S. will withdraw from the Iran nuke deal. The exit process begins with a deadline on Saturday. The 2015 Accord lifted sanctions on Iran in exchange for Tehran accepting limits in its nuclear program. Iran negotiated the agreement with China, France, Germany, Russia, the U.K., and the U.S. Other countries agreed to periodically suspend sanctions on Iran so long as the Iranians complied with the terms of the deal, which includes international inspections. Former Minneapolis police officer who shot and killed Justine DeMond last summer after she called 9 1 to report a possible assault was in court this morning. Mohamed Noor did not enter pleas to charges of third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Assistant Hennepin County Attorney Amy Sweezy said that prosecutors have been providing evidence to the defense as part of discovery. Sweezy told Hennepin County Court Judge Catherine Quantance that no plea negotiations are underway. Nor was charged in March in connection to the fatal shooting of DeMond on July 15th. If convicted of third degree murder, he could face a maximum of 25 years in prison. Judge could issue a sentence ranging from about 10 and a half to 15 years. Second degree manslaughter charge carries a maximum sentence of 10 years in prison. Minneapolis business owner has apologized after he hung a number of pinatas that resembled people from his home, causing concern in the neighborhood. Victor Chavaria has run a pinata business out of his home for years. He said he was hired to make piñatas that resembled members of a wedding party. That party included Latino, African-American, and Caucasian people. Javaria said he hung the piñatas from his porch to dry them out.
4: This guy gets a complete pass. <laughs> a complete pass <laughs> because of a zero
0: unbelievable. And
4: mal- everybody went after this guy like he's going to hang. Oh, you, can't, uh, you can't make this stuff up. We are so overly sensitive. It was a piñata. Yeah, drove, I saw the picture. Did you see the pictures? I, if up? I was a yeah. black guy drove, driving by, I'd have been upset. I, 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 would, have I would have too. A, if, I would have done a double take. Yeah. But then I would have found out people were
1: going after him before they even, you know, found <laughs> out what the God reason was. Almighty, let's. I got an idea. I just made about four or five black piñatas. Let's hang them on my front porch.
0: Yeah, Rook, I'm not with you on this one. Oh, Sorry.
4: Right. I saw and I saw him interview and I said it was 100. percent Innocent. I I don't don't doubt that. I
1: saw the interview, too, (laughs) and I was prepared to believe the guy's just an idiot. (laughs)
4: Yeah. You need to be more engaged in that. I I will agree. I will agree there.
0: The piñata maker said he has made piñatas that resemble humans in the past, but he says he may now stop. He added he will talk with community leaders about the incident, said he loves his community, and the incident was a very unfortunate (laughs) misunderstanding.
4: (laughs) If anything, now everybody in that neighborhood... Knows where to get a custom piñata. That's right. That's <laughs> I didn't, a, that I didn't a, know that was because a Because I've
1: really wondered that a lot. Yeah. My whole life, I've wondered, <laughs> where in the hell can I buy a piñata? <laughs> At I 3 a.m. For one of those... <laughs>
4: kids that you used to have that and have kids. And they're not
1: getting a piñata. For a birthday party. Ah, no, yeah. give, ah, give them a piece of cake. And tell
4: the guy, hey, dry this thing in your basement, not yeah, on, yeah. The porch, okay? on the front porch, okay? don't on the
0: front porch,
1: okay?
4: Take this dragon or whatever
3: it is. But it, it <laughs> is. needs
1: sunlight. <laughs> yeah. Take
4: this plus, fox. It, plus, Take this it,
1: fox. Well, plus, you're overlooking a, a real other major problem. Isn't it cultural appropriation to use a piñata if you're not Mexican? That's cultural appropriation. I suppose. A word that's a, a term yeah. that the left is completely made up out of whole cloth that uh-huh. didn't exist two years ago. Uh-huh. B as in B, S as in S. What would your pinata be if you ordered from that guy? What <laughs> What would you? I'd oh. have it patterned after my bobblehead. Okay. You know, big, okay. <laughs> kind of balding and. Uh, John, a guitar? Are you sure. I'd have my gavel. I'd have my
3: gavel. Yo, gavel. gavel. Oh, no, gavel. What about
4: dummy over here?
1: Uh. You know, I don't know.
3: I'd go because big, you'd have to always worry about what would be viewed as offensive.
4: No, I'd go a big burger. Big burger piñata.
0: Okay. John, continue. Okay. Uh, an early morning earthquake jolted Burgers. a wide swath of Southern California this morning. The quake, which hit at about six miles south-southeast of Mount San Gorgonio, at about 4.49 a.m., was downgraded to a magnitude 4.5. Initially, they had it at 4.6 In the Cabarazon area, it was felt as far west as the San Fernando Valley and Simi Valley, as far south as Tijuana and near Barstow to the north. Residents in the Inland Empire reported feeling it strongly in cities like Rancho Cucamonga and Menifee. More than 9,000 people will use the U.S. Geological Survey citizen reporting website to say they felt the quake. Riverside County Fire Department luckily received no reports of damages or injuries. State Fair now just, uh, what, well, a little over three months away. And yeah, this morning they finalized the grandstand concert, so uh, every day you now know, filled up. You the, the
1: fair has mastered the art of staying in the news the way the NFL has.
0: Yeah. You're they right. just keeps yes.
1: leaking out stuff. Pretty yep. soon, the State Fair draft! Right, <laughs> what are we going to have? <laughs> we got to have
3: a mock State
1: Fair. <laughs>
0: This is the State Fair in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, last three concerts named today, uh, Saturday, August 25th, Trampled by Turtles will play the grandstand. Uh, Minnesota-based bla- bluegrass band. They're, uh, they're very like good. I Turtles. They're I very like good turtles. if you've never seen them. Uh, they're just the tra- turtles? trampled by Turtles. Yeah, they're from Duluth, aren't they? Yes. Do very... we have them
4: on? Or are they too big to come on our yeah, show? Probably.
0: Or? They uh, just uh, are back from taking a couple years off. They haven't played for a couple of years. They will headline Saturday, August 25th. Uh, Wednesday, August 29th, a band who opened uh, the Kenny Chesney concert apparently this past weekend will headline Old Dominion
3: Oh that'll bring that'll bring in a lot I'm not being I mean, I'm being serious they'll bring in a lot of people that's
0: Are a, they a that's, country group yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: 29th and on Saturday September 1st, a longtime local band will headline Hairball. Don't know what hairball. a name. Don't know hairball. I don't. Aren't around. they basically a cover band of like rock <laughs> they, and whatnot? They are a cover band. Uh, they do a while well, Kiss, Aerosmith, yeah. Motley Crue, Van Halen. They're Ozzy fun Osbourne. and Journey. Yeah, they're, yeah meant, they're, they're meant to be a show band, right. and, and uh, that's what they do. I have not seen them in about twenty five years. So
3: right. uh, speaking of mocks in the NFL, Joe, I, I don't. I'm assuming you weren't aware, but yesterday on the ride, uh, we had an all timer mock. mock. Uh, this year, we came out with when the top five first-round quarterbacks are going to make their debut in the season, and this was met with a lengthy discussion. That's a new mock, huh? That's brand-new brand when they first play. Yeah. I'm
4: not even sure I know what that means.
3: When the when new The new
4: ones that made it to the So the, the quarterbacks NFL. that were drafted
3: in the first round, the experts were polled to see when they would see yeah. the field for the first time. So, Rook, you might say October 12th. Then. I haven't put
1: much thought into it. That. I'd have to see the group. I'd have to study my film. <laughs> right. i got to go with my uh, apis. Uh is uh, Dave Dahl available? He's mocking. about the Well, weather. maybe you could take us to break.
6: Thank you, Joe. We still have clouds and 63 degrees out there. A little bit of light rain going on at the airport still. That'll probably persist here for the next 45 minutes or so and then pretty much be done for the rest of uh, this afternoon. Down to our south, those showers and a few thunderstorms are still rumbling uh, right along the I-90 corridor, all the way from Worthington over toward just west of Rochester, that also moving mainly eastward. So that's going to stay down to the south of us. But later on this afternoon, there could be some more thunderstorms that develop in far western Minnesota. As the uh, temperatures heat up a little bit, we'll get some filtered sunshine even here in the metro, and our temperatures should rebound back into the 70s. Um, low tonight, though, drops back down to 56. The sky is gradually clearer after midnight tonight. And then tomorrow, mostly cloudy, maybe a scattered shower, 68 for the high. And the outlook for Thursday looks better. Partly cloudy skies and 66. 58, though, on Friday with some scattered showers, maybe a thunder shower around. Uh, that's going to be the coolest day this week. Back up to 62 for the fishing opener with partly sunny skies. Still an isolated or a scattered shower, a possibility, especially early in the day on Saturday. Sunday for Mother's Day looks great, up to 70. 76 Monday up to 80 on Tuesday of next week, Joe. A nice warming trend as we get through the weekend. Again, tonight, Joe, we'll probably see some redeveloping showers, maybe a shower or two, low down to 56. Right now we're at 63.
1: All right, thank you. Uh, Senator Dan Hall was on a short while ago and he was mentioning the lack of respect that young people have for their elders, for authorities, for police Yes, and uh, it it turns out we have the audio of the son of the mayor of Denver Uh, a man identified as the son of Denver Mayor Michael Hancock is heard telling a police officer, my dad's the mayor, well I'll tell you what uh, why don't you play it? Okay, and then, but and then I'll be able to interpret it because I, I find the uh, it's probably what dash cam audio or whatever. Oh uh, yes. And it's pretty it's pretty tough to listen to, but you'll get the idea.
5: Bucks. My dad's a mayor. <laughs> mayor of Mayor? Yeah, exactly. A Don't worry about it. War, yeah, mayor exactly. of what? Uh-huh. Yeah, for what? Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. For Yeah, For Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. For what?
2: Boo, whatever.
5: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see your dad's and I got my Exactly. And
1: I got my own. <laughs> a twenty-year-old Jordan Hancock, the son of Denver Mayor Michael Hancock, uh, was stopped. Or ticketed for driving sixty-five miles an hour in a uh, forty-mile-an-hour zone.
4: Twenty-five miles over is pretty much.
1: And when the uh, when the coppers approached him, he said, "My dad's the mayor." You bleeping, and then a uh, the the bleep word for uh, homosexuality. Oh, uh, yes. Okay,
4: that's pretty. That's pretty harsh thing to say.
1: The 22nd clip sent by an anonymous source to the Denver Channel and published Tuesday was reportedly recorded while Jordan Hancock was being ticketed for driving 65 and a 40. Guess what? I'm about to get you fired, you bleeping B-word. The uh, uh, son of the mayor is heard saying to an Aurora cop, my dad's the mayor, you bleeping, and then the, uh, the uh, F-word again for uh, gay, right? The officer responds, "Mayor of Denver? Well, you're in Aurora." Uh, on Hancock's ticket, the officer wrote, "Attitude very poor." See video. Hancock appeared in court Monday and agreed to pay a $250 fine, but dodged questions about a reporter afterwards. Uh, uh, but from a reporter afterward about the coarse language heard in the video, we addressed this matter with Jordan, and he has apologized to the office. Officer Michael Hancock's office said in a statement, while we do not support or condone his inexcusable actions and words during this traffic stop, we love our son dearly and support him, which is an absolute meaningless statement. Right. A completely meaningless statement. The Aurora Police Department would not comment on the video and said it has launched an internal investigation to find the leaker.
4: Uh, Who cares if it's a leak? I want to see that. This is how this kid acts in real life. What and, has he
1: done? And then you alerted me to, uh, I guess the, the dad's been in trouble, huh? dad has been in some trouble. Uh, Allegations of um, uh, sexual harassment. And- in one text message, he complained, he complimented on her haircut. Love the short do. You make it hard on a brother to keep it correct every day. I don't know what that means. In another, he said he spotted her on TV during a game. You look sexy in all that black, LOL. In another, he asked whether she had ever taken a pole dancing class or thought about doing so. She didn't respond, but he kept texting. Be careful, I'm curious. The recipient of those messages was Leslie Branch-Wise, a detective with the Denver Police Department. The sender of the messages was Denver Mayor Michael Hancock. The text messages from 2012 when Branch-Wise was a member of Hancock's security detail surfaced this week after the detective talked to a Denver TV station and provided a reporter with images of the conversations, Branch-Wise told ABC affiliate KMGH-TV in an interview that aired uh, last Tuesday that Hancock's messages made her feel uncomfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want people to know that I'm a woman, I have children, and I'm a victim of sexual harassment. It was extremely scary, and I dealt with it at the time the best way I could, Branch Wise said. Uh, Which the city paid her $75,000. This is when he was mayor. It's inconceivable to me that... Kids, kids. He's twenty, twenty-two years old. The son of the mayor. Uh, it's inconceivable to me that they, the, uh, they get away with talking like that to the cops.
4: Well, just like the senator um, had said before, Senator Hall, saying that I thought it was, I thought it was funny that he said that because of what we had planned on the show. Well, today. but,
1: but you know, a poster in that kid's school would not have changed that. That's that's the problem. This this is a decline of moral and ethical integrity that, again, reaches across all socioeconomic spectrums. It really, it, it, it's going across all uh, fields. This guy happens to be the Democratic African-American mayor of Denver, and his kid uh, was really trying to take advantage of that fact that his dad was the mayor uh, and then compounded his presumption with uh, just using the most vile language possible. Well, and what, that would terrify me to think I could start swearing at a police officer.
4: Right, right. And and what did he? You know, even if,
1: if you even if you said it calmly,
4: you know, I'm, my dad's the mayor of. Uh, it's 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 his delivery. where the, the officer's going to say, "I'm not helping you out here anymore" because mm-hmm. you were so aggressive. You were going sixty five and a forty. 25 miles is significantly over. You're probably going to get a ticket. Yeah. If you're going 43, oh, okay, there might be uh oh, let me go, man. Come on. But yeah, you can't yeah, start yeah, it out yeah, well, with that, you
1: bleeping bleepers. That, that's one thing to say, come on, man. I was going 43 in a 40. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I. Could, I that's a reasonable argument to yeah. have. But uh, 65 in a 40 is going to get you a ticket. And you have no right in the world to, uh, to behave with that profanity. It just makes no sense whatsoever. But what would he be looking for? Does he want it to escalate? Well, what would be his reason? He hadn't had a run-in, as far as we know. A profound sense of extraordinary entitlement would be my guess. That would so he, be my guess. He
4: thinks he's okay going 65 and a 40. A little
1: bit of the old uh, Nakima Levy-Pounds theory that you couldn't give her a parking ticket without being accused of racism. So five will get you ten. That this kid, the the son of the mayor, uh, has had this uh, has had this dynamic as part of his upbringing. That uh, blacks are treated unfairly by the police, You're always and, getting screwed, and uh, we're we're always on the short end of the stick. And these cops are white and they're racist. And and what's happened uh, to a lot of young men in the black communities that they become emboldened by this. This uh, attitude. And now they so they feel that they're entitled to say whatever they want to the police. And so what that does is completely separate your social contract as a citizen from the reality of the fact that you were speeding. You got stopped. You got to get a ticket like everybody else. It has nothing to do with your race. It has nothing to do with me being a cop. I'm out here to prevent this kind of thing. Here's your ticket. And instead of, uh, yes, sir, I, I apologize. I was going too fast. Uh, what what the cop going to hear now is all the B as in B, S as in S. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Got another doozy coming up. Come on. Oh, I got some doozy. You can't keep topping. Got doozies. Well, these might
4: not, this, not, this might not top, it's just a doozy. I got me some doozy. Gotcha. This
1: is how we radio, you know? That's how we radio. That's how we radio. That's the dumbest, this is how we baseball is the worst <laughs> slogan I've ever heard in my life. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis at 63 and raining.